Okay, welcome you guys. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chloe Bellatori. I'm a relationship and communication expert. I'm a graduate of Princeton University and Pat Allen's Want Institute. Um, I use tools that I learned from Dr. Pat of androgynous semantic realignment. I use tools of transactional analysis as created by Eric Byrne. And I use tools that I've created myself because I've been doing this work for over 10 years now. Wow, it's been a while. Um, I work with men. I work with women. I work with couples. I work with teenagers. Um, as you guys know, I do this meetup once a week um, because it's really important to me to expose people to this work. Um There, um, all of the work I teach is based on established psychological and scientific principles. Um, however, the tools to execute on those principles are relatively new and innovative. And so that's why I really love this work is because it's very results and action oriented. Um, my frustration when I went to traditional therapy was that, yes, it's nice to talk to somebody and have them reflect you, but after a while, you want to see change in your life. And if you're not seeing change, it sort of becomes a fruitless exercise. Um, and so that's why I started doing this work. When I discovered it and I saw what it could do, it changed my life. I've now been married over 20 years, almost 21 years. 21 years a week from Saturday. Um, and I can honestly say that without doing this work, I probably would not be uh, in, a, in still married today. So I'm very grateful for it. And when I saw what it could do and I saw that I was good at it, I wanted to share it. Um, okay, what else? I've written three books on this work. I also teach this work um, a few times a year. And here, I'm going to put some of my credentials into the chat. And this is very exciting news. I have enabled the cut and paste in the chat now. So I didn't realize that wasn't there before. Um, I'm just announced um, the module package dates. So if you're interested in that, um, it's a small group. We work intensely it's four weeks um it's 45 dollars a week an hour and a half each time and we really work with the theory i introduce some aspect of the theory and then we i work with everyone individually on applying that theory to their lives because otherwise it's kind of useless i mean you you guys will hear things tonight but until you put them into practice you're not getting full benefit and then you come back and share it and you get even more benefit um, so I'm going to put the description for that also in the chat because I know a bunch of you have been interested in this. Doo -doo. Oops. Okay. Um, and like I said, I only do it a few times a year. So 
there you have it. Oh, and I'll throw in these testimonials as well. Okay. Okay. So what am I talking about? What is this work? What, what is, what is all this stuff? Okay. Everything, <clears throat> all the work that I teach is really based on the principles of yin and yang, also known as feminine and masculine. All of us are both. All of us are feminine and masculine, and all of us have a unique balance that is authentic to us. And that balance may change over the years. For example, women be become more masculine as they get older because they have hormonal drop-offs. Men become more feminine as they get older because they have hormonal drop-offs. So it's not something fixed. And if you think of the yin and yang symbol, you will see that, you know, you if you remember it, it's that slope, it's that wave that um, implies the flexibility of it. So all of us are both. We often become egodystonic when we've had childhood trauma and our childhood trauma tends to show up first in our relationships, um, the most intimate kind. <laughs> So even if, if you've had trauma with a big T or a small T, whatever it was, the experience of being a child is uniquely traumatic, right? Because you have to sacrifice a certain amount of authenticity in order to attach to the people that run the refrigerator. Um, the problem is in the ages of zero to 12, we have so many critical developmental windows. And so anything that happens during that time has greater power over us than anything that happens later in life. It's not that you can't change your brain. You absolutely can, okay? So Freud was wrong about that. He was right about the critical development windows, but he was wrong that you're cooked by age three. You can change your brain. It just takes a lot of awareness. And when we talk about problems in relationships, what we're usually talking about are patterns that no longer serve us. And so if you've had a number of, of relationships that you don't, think we're successful, you may have noticed certain patterns. Those patterns usually stem from the survival conclusions that we make as children, that we think are existential truths, but again, are just strategies of the moment. And we get in trouble when we bring these survival conclusions into our intimate relationships, because what we do in effect is recreate the same situation over and over again. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about this in a module recently um, where, you know, somebody was saying, you know, I did everything I possibly could not to marry my father and then I married my father. And it just is the way that the unconscious and the subconscious work. You literally can't plan it out. Um, better than the way that that gets carried out. So these messages that we come up with, this narrative that we form as children, this is known as childhood scripting in the world of transactional analysis. And so one of the things that I help people with is unearthing what their childhood scripting is and how it is not serving them. Most scripts are negative. There are positive scripts. Um, there are the scripts that we get from our families, and then there's scripts that we get from society. And often societal scripts are very per pernicious because they are so 
all encompassing or they can feel that way. You know, if there's a script, if you live in America, there's a script, if you live in Japan, you know, these scripts are slightly different. Um, and so that's one of the things that we really try to bring awareness to so we can change them because that is the first step in making any change at all is bringing awareness to that change, to what needs to change and to that pattern. And sometimes just doing that is, is a very painful experience. I've written three books on this work. Um, the first is how to live, find love and keep it, which is really the basics, um, of all this stuff. The second book is new ways of being the pain of change, because I think a lot of people don't realize that often, even though we're making changes that, um, are for the better and we may, and we're, and we're happy about that. And that's something that we want to do. Um, the process of making those changes can often be surprisingly difficult. And so it's important to understand that going in so that you don't stop and start and stop and start because that makes everything more painful. Um, so that's my second book. And then my third book is secrets to a good marriage. What is love? Um, Okay, so I'm going to give you guys now a basic breakdown of what masculine and feminine, what these terms mean in this context. If masculine and feminine are too charged for you, can use yin and yang. Well, yang is masculine, yin is feminine. Um, and again, all of us are both, okay? So when we talk about feminine energy, it doesn't have to line up necessarily with the organs that you have. Okay. We have feminine men, we have masculine women. That is a good couple because the energy is balanced. And that's what we really look for in relationships is having that complementary energy. This work really comes in handy when you have conflicts or awkward situations. And if you want to be in a relationship, you better get good at conflict resolution because those are inevitable, no matter how well you get along. Okay, so when we talk about feminine energy, what we're talking about is the right hemisphere of the brain. This is the world of feelings. This is the world of sensuality and spirituality, creativity. Um, this is energy that is in the world to make it fun, but it's not of the world. It's magical. It's passive, patient, vulnerable energy. It's receiving, okay? One is not better than the other. Then we have the left brain, which is the yang energy. Okay, this is competitive, conquering, controlling. This yang energy takes care of. It gives, it advocates. It. Most of us are in our yang energy when we're at work because it's the world of thoughts and deeds and achievements, okay? Um, some of the issues that I deal with a lot with people is specifically or specifically with women who are very high achieving and are in that yang energy at work and then want to be in the yin energy in their relationships and be receiving and be feminine and sometimes that switch is hard to do especially if you've been taking care of yourself for a long time so that's one example of um, something that I help people with okay so all of us are yin and all of us are yang and if you want to know more about yin and yang this is one of my favorite books I'm putting in the chat. 
And this book really breaks down how everything in life is can be divided between yin and yang. Um, you know, we live in a, in a universe based on duality. So it breaks down food, it breaks down alcohol, it breaks down colors, activities. I mean, it's, it's pretty comprehensive. Um, okay, so that's the basic introduction to my work. If you don't fully understand what I'm talking about, that's fine. It does take a certain amount of time to have this stuff sink in. And like I said, if you decide to share and ask me a question, this is my favorite part of the group is when you guys ask your questions, well, I'll probably give you some homework and then it'll start to sink in even deeper. Okay. So now I'm going to open it up for questions. You can put your question in the chat. You can um, also raise your hand. Okay. I did get a message from Sophie. Could you please talk about commitment issues for middle-aged women getting triggered when getting close? Okay. So I'm going to ask you if you want to unmute, you can, if you want to elaborate, but I can just start addressing that. Okay. So in general, when we talk about hesitancy to commit what we're talking about and to be vulnerable is again usually for, as the result of childhood trauma and the last thing that those of us who have been traumatized want to deal with is being vulnerable again and yet to be in a relationship with somebody you absolutely need to be vulnerable especially if you want to be in the feminine energy what does feminine energy means? That means in the feelings. That means if you're in an awkward situation or you're in a fight, you want your feelings cherished first. Masculine energy wants their thoughts respected first. Okay. So if you want your feelings cherished first, one of the key parts of that, and most, you know, it doesn't break down, <clears throat> like I said, a hundred percent on gender lines, but most women that's what they want. They, they value their relationships. They want their feelings cherished. And so in order to get your feelings cherished, you do have to make yourself vulnerable. Now, knowing some of this work will help you mitigate that vulnerability so that you're not selecting people who are going to exploit that. Unfortunately, when we have a habit of being vulnerable to people who are interested in exploiting that or using that against us, we continue to seek that out until we can resolve it with awareness. And ultimately, if the brain can't think it and the mouth can't express it, that will manifest in the body as disease. Um, so we really want to start with that awareness early on, as early as possible. Um, so I'll ask you to unmute again, but in general, it's okay to be triggered. Triggering is um, an opportunity for you to heal. And triggers are always a hearkening back to the original childhood wound. So whatever's happening in the moment really isn't the issue. It's a chance to heal what was in the childhood wound. 
So you're doing the first thing, you're becoming aware of it. Um, you know, ultimately you have to begin to incrementally desensitize to being vulnerable and to being in that receiving energy. So I hope that helps. Okay. Okay. Lee. Hey there, Chloe. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How can I help you? What's I, going I on? I have a couple questions for you about your work. Okay. Um, do you have audiobook versions of your books? I do not, but that's a good idea. Well, I've done a couple if you're interested in <laughs> I don't know if you I don't know if you want to talk about that sometime, but I've done authors work where um I've narrated, sometimes the other authors have narrated, but I can produce them if you if you I thought I'd throw that out there because okay. Because not so much for me as much as your work. I just think it would really be cool, even if you'd got someone else to do it. Um, I think your work would be so great to be heard as an audiobook format. And they're on Apple audiobooks, they're it's a very popular format. So okay, I thought I'd give it some so, thought. Yeah. Um, my next question was um on your I'm looking at your website for the modules for mm -hmm. Uh, so my question is, Marge, are module one, two, and three the same material, just on different days? No. Or are they, they're different levels of material. Yeah. So you, everyone starts with module one. Then when you complete that, you go to module two. And then you complete that, you can go to module three. Okay. So so schedule be damned. I, I'm going to start with module one, which is four consecutive Tuesdays. Yes. In September. Perfect. Yay. Well, that's, I'm just, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that as an illustration. That's, right. That's, that would be, I mean, I'm hoping I will. But okay. But I would have to start with module one. Yes. Schedule be damned. I would, that's my only option is the Tuesday night one. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right so, now. And so there's nothing in August yet for this month. No, I'm probably not going to start in August. Um, but I'll, I'll start in um, September. And then, you know, if you can't do, you know, I last time I offered it on Saturday, those Saturday people I'm going to keep on Saturday for the module two for this time. Um, hi, Wendy. Okay. So all the modules are going to be starting after Labor Day. So the week after Labor Day, everything will be starting. And that those dates are now on the registration form. So here, I'll put I'll put my it's, like, it's it's forty five dollars per class, but you charge one lump sum, right? For yeah, usually I'll take a deposit. So if you sign up and you want to um, make your deposit just to secure your space right away, because you uh -huh. know sometimes we do sell out. Yeah. Um. Then you can. Here, I'm putting my Venmo. You can give me, and sometimes I'll ask for this just so I know how many people are actually coming, um, a deposit of $45, like before we start. And then like right before, we, like the week before we, or week or two before the whole class starts, then I'll ask for the full amount, but the, to secure your spot, like right now, which is because it's like a month away, you can just pay the $45. And if you have, if anybody has a problem with that and you need to work out a payment arrangement, I'm pretty flexible. So, you know, hit me up. Okay, great. Well, um, last question is about childhood trauma age. Mm -hmm. You had said that 
it's usually by the age of 13. <laughs> like zero to 12. Zero to 12. Is it possible that it could be around 15 to 16 years old? Yes, yes. You could still have trauma later in life. But what's understood, and, you know, these are evolving studies. It's not like set in stone. But general, what's understood as the critical window is from zero to 12. Okay. I'm just processing my own past, my very first girlfriend that broke my heart and stuff. And if, you know, up and I didn't really start a girlfriend thing until I was about 15, 16. So, and that did, that was devastating. And I was just, I was wondering maybe if that had a play in my, probably, you know, if that affected my subconscious in a way. You know, in the module, if you do sign up, we do on the last, on the fourth meeting, we do a really interesting exercise with fairy tales. And those tend to reveal some of those, um, some of, some of the adolescent scripting. So that'll be interesting to see what comes up for you. Okay. I've written it down. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to do everything I can to get in there. So for September, so yay, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. I'll be there. So, okay, good. Thank you. I'm putting myself out there. I'm meeting people. Things are good. I'm just, uh, things seem to be getting a lot slightly back to normal. And, uh, uh, as far as the stressors and, uh, yeah, uh, Friday nights, I'm going out, I'm going out tonight again and just having fun to be in my social circle and just, you know, so thanks. That's all I have today. Thank you so much. Okay, You are so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And you bounced back pretty great. So good for you. Okay. I'm getting a message from Chris. How do you approach relationships as an empath? There seems to be a tendency to isolate, to prevent from being affected from other energies and a tendency to remain in a relationship because of how the other person may. Yes. Okay. Chris, Chris, I can't tell. Okay. Do you want to unmute? Hi, Chris. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, Thank you for your question. Sure. Okay. Couldn't tell whether it was male or female from the name. Right. right, exactly. And even if I did know from the name, I wouldn't know if you wanted your feelings cherished first or your thoughts respected first. Everyone wants both, but which do you want more? Um, I'm not sure that I know the distinction between the two. So the thoughts cherished versus? Thoughts respected uh-huh. or feelings cherished. I honestly don't know how to respond to that. It would would be both. Yeah, everybody wants both. But it's we have this rubric and protocol because when you're in a conflict with somebody or you're in an awkward situation, if you're coming at them with your thoughts and feelings, then they literally have nowhere to go. They can't negotiate. Okay. You're, You're the 10, they're the zero. And in effect, that's an act of narcissism. doesn't mean you're a narcissist. It just means... That's the dynamic that we set up when we have conflicts and we come at our partners with both thoughts and feelings. So that's why it's helpful to have. If I start with a feeling for you to respond with a thought, or if you start with a feeling for me to respond with a thought, and I can give you an example um, if you have a conflict that you want to um, me 
to specific to address specifically. Uh, your question's kind of general. There seems to be a tendency to isolate, okay, and to remain in a relationship because the other person may feel okay. So I'll I'll elaborate on that if you want yes. me to. A yes. Bit. Okay. Yes. So so basically, I am an empath, which is difficult and rare as a male. Um, and I am affected by the energies of people, um, both positive and negative. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the world tends to be tends to have a lot of energy, a lot of negative energy, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And the way that I have dealt with that traditionally is to isolate. Um, there have been periods of my life where I have gone years without interacting with another person other than my family, my direct family. Okay. Um, and so that's one of the ways, and obviously that's not healthy for me because that prevents me from finding a partner. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I notice about that is when I'm in relationship with someone, I sometimes if I know that the relationship is not going to move forward, I will remain in the relationship because I know the pain that another person would experience if the relationship were terminated. Okay. So let me address that one first, because I know you think you're doing something kind, but you're doing something very unkind because you're not being straight with the other person and you're not letting that other person go and find someone who will love them the way that they deserve. So I know that a lot of people do this and I'm, you know, I'm not saying you're a bad person or anything like that. I understand it's coming from a place of empathy, but it's just that it's misguided. So the kindest thing is really to let someone know I've enjoyed getting to know you, um, you know, and the time that we've spent together, but I don't want to lead you on. I don't think that we have what it takes to go the distance or for a long-term relationship or have, however you want to say it. And people usually respond to that well, or as well as can be expected, you know, because you're saying you're really taking them into consideration. You're saying, I don't want to lead you on, you know? And so it's, it's respectful. Does that make sense? That. I can see that. Okay. Okay. Now the second thing about, yes, a tendency to isolate. So this is what a lot of us do. First of all, if you've had trauma, obviously it seems like it's safer to isolate, but the problem is that we are, we need each other, right? This is one of the reasons I'm doing this group as this work as a group. I do work with people singly as well. And that's wonderful. And we go deep and we, that has its own advantages, the advantage of working in the group is that we create a community and we create an understanding and we learn from each other. And if you're on this planet, you do need other people. And one of the really hard things about COVID was how isolated it made people. And we, you know, we found that even, even the most basic interactions between people um, will give you that dopamine rush and give you that sense of connection. You know, I had a client who was like, I miss talking to strangers, you know, just, just having that exchanging that smile. Cause a lot of people were masked. And then, you know, obviously I don't know around where I live, a lot of people took that to not have eye contact as if eye contact was contagious or something. Um, so it's, it's good that you're realizing that you can't be isolated so since you have those isolating tendencies and, and it sounds like you may be an introvert, which means 
that, you know, you, you can go out and socialize, but you need some downtime and you get kind of rejuvenated by time alone. Um, but still, I want one of your homework, one, one piece of homework I'm going to give you right away is for you to go out every day, at least once a day. If it's just a walk around the block, that's fine. If, you know, if it's up to the coffee shop, okay. But please get out of the house at least once a day. Um, okay. So does that make sense? It does. It's also okay. scary. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, you're not the, that's not the first time I've heard that in this room. So you're not alone and I know it can be hard, but just, you know, that will at least keep you somewhat connected. Now you said that you don't know. <clears throat> okay. You said that you don't know if you want to be in your feminine energy or your masculine energy. You don't know if you want, okay. Do you want I'm split right down the middle. Okay. So you might want to try a couple, try it a couple of ways. Okay. You can try what I usually assign people who want to meet, you know, who, who are single, who want to get in a relationship is something called the five flirts. Now, if you're in the masculine energy, I'll describe the five flirts. If you're in the masculine energy, you're going to be the one to speak first. If you're in the feminine energy, you're going to be the one who signals availability. Okay. So you can try it both ways, but basically what you're going to be doing is four days a week. If you see someone that catches your eye in the midst of doing your day, maybe it's your walk to the coffee shop. Maybe it's your grocery store time. Maybe it's, you know, taking your dog out, whatever it is. You see someone that catches your eye, you're going to give them five seconds of eye contact and a smile. Okay. Now the masculine mode is for if that is returned from the other person, and it could be a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. This work translates for heterosexual and homosexual. If that gaze and smile is returned, that's your signal to approach. Okay. So then that would mean that you would be able, you know, you might want to say something like, oh, you know, that's a nice dog you've got there or whatever it is. If you're in the feminine energy, you're giving that signal to the masculine energy, letting them know you're open to being approached. Now, the exception to that in the feminine energy is if you ask for help. So you could ask for directions, you could ask for help, you know, can you help me with my dog? You could, whatever it is that, you could speak. That would be the one exception in terms of the speaking first one day a week, you're going to plant yourself somewhere. Okay. And you go somewhere where you like, you know, you like the people that hang out there. Um, museum, dog park. I have clients learning how to play golf just because they think they might meet somebody on the golf course. Um, I, I often use the the example of the Santa Monica stairs because there's a lot of firemen that go there. And actually I did see a woman today who got, um, who had, she had some kind of episode. She collapsed or she stumbled and, you know, there was like five firemen at her feet, like trying to help her. So, um, that was a good example. So one day a week, you're going to plant yourself somewhere and if you, and go alone. And if you, that way if somebody sees you they can or you see somebody you have an opportunity 
to sit down and talk and get to know each other. So do that for like 45 minutes to an hour once a week. And then if you keep going to the same place, that's that can be a good thing because then people there get to know you, you become familiar. You know, that's why a lot of people meet at work because they have, um, you know, they, they have that opportunity to get to know somebody without the pressure of all that, all those dates. So try that, try it. Since you said you're, you're dead in the middle, which is basically what an alpha is, you know, an alpha is somebody who has a really strong feminine side and a really strong masculine side. Um, then try it both ways, you know, try it sometimes doing the eye contact and smile and not saying anything and try it doing the eye contact and smile and saying something. Sometimes I'll have clients who will literally be dating somebody. Um, cause until you're in, in a commitment, it's ideal to date three people at once. So they'll be dating somebody, they'll be in their feminine energy and they'll be dating someone else in their masculine energy, you know, cause it can also depend who you're with. If you go, this doesn't, always work but if if you truly are very even it can sometimes happen that you meet someone you're crazy about them maybe you you were going to go for your masculine energy but it's a really masculine woman or man and so you decide to go for the feminine energy you see what i'm saying just Mm -hmm. just to see if you could make it work because if you have two masculine energies the problem is it's a struggle for control if you have two feminine energies it's a struggle for sympathy does that make right. sense? No, makes it makes total sense. Okay. Um, it, it would be difficult for me to date multiple people at the same time. Um, like, <laughs> to give you an idea, when I was younger, because I'm a little bit older now, but when I was younger and I, I would go to a bar because that was where you would go when you were younger, um, I would ask, if I was approached by, by a woman, and she asked me to dance, I would dance with her, irrespective of whether I was interested or not, because it's a polite thing to do. But then I wouldn't approach anyone else for the rest of the night because I thought that that person would see me approaching someone else and then be be saddened by that. Okay, so you need to, I totally get it, but you need to work on, on, okay. Masculine energy needs to do good to feel good feminine energy needs to feel good to do good but you need to get into a place where you're putting yourself first okay and you're making decisions based on what you want and what you don't want rather than on how you think somebody's going else is going to react so basically there's an exercise we get into um in the mod i think it's in the first module it's um, something called that Tobby Kaler came off, came up with. It's called the four drivers. And one of them is, these are drivers that keep you scripted and unhappy. And one of them is please others first. Instead of pleasing others first, please yourself first. Meaning if you make me a cake for my birthday, it's because you wanted to do it. You do it for you, for me. Okay. You don't do it to try to get something from me. And it's funny. I just did, I think it was today or yesterday. I think it was today. Today or yesterday, I did a TikTok. I try to do like a piece of original content every day on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. Um, and it was about, and it's all about don't give strategically, give authentically. So 
bring some awareness to your actions so that you can understand what's motivating them. If you're motivated by what's known as the parental should, um, that's another thing we go into the modules is these ego states. Um, so the parental should is also known as the superego in Freud's language. But if you get into where you're doing things just because you think you should do them, that's not authentic to what you want. Okay. Ideally you take the information, this is getting a little dense, but you take the information from the child ego state, which is the libidinal, um, seething cauldron of libidinal urges, the parent state, which is often the parental voice, but the universe of shoulds. And then the adult hopefully takes both of those things into consideration and you come up with your decision. So when you're doing things, you've already started to become aware of it, which is great. Don't do something solely based on, on what you think you should do. Okay. Do things based on what you want. Do things based on what is authentic to you. And it may take some time and it may take some practice, but start practicing putting, centering yourself in your world instead of those parental messages. Okay. Makes sense. Thank you. Okay. And let me know how it goes. I love to hear your guys' updates. Um, I completely, yeah. Thank you, Lee, for your comment. Yeah, I completely understand that too. I've, I've fallen into that too. And, you know, these are all subtle things, you know, that it's kind of like peeling an onion. So, you know, even though I've been doing this work like over 10 years, there's still moments where I notice, uh, why am I doing that? Like I'm reacting to something that isn't in the present um, and isn't really happening. Okay. 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 Danny, I'm having many troubles right now. I have these fantasies I want to fulfill. Yet I desire a woman to go all in with and start a family. So I'm struggling he heavily with love and lust and don't feel like me wanting to have those fantasies is okay. Should I go on and Okay, I'm living those out. And how do I go about meeting people in an average day setting, running errands, park, etc.? Okay, so Danny meeting people that's you're doing that with the eye contact and smile and depending on which energy you're in whether you have to initiate that conversation that verbal contact or not um as opposed okay with regard to whether you should act out certain fantasies i mean i don't really moralize with people Ultimately, there's a prize and a price tag for everything you do, whether I point it out or I don't point it out, whether you know it or you don't know it. Um, you know, this is, again, part of the duality that we live with in the universe. So, for example, you know, every catastrophe has a silver lining. Every great success has a downside. Um, so whatever you do decide to do is going to have a prize and a price tag. Um I don't know specifically what the fantasies you're struggling with are or why you think it's a struggle, but ultimately you have to decide if you're willing to pay the pro if you're willing to pay the price tag for fulfilling those. Um, and maybe you don't know what that price tag is and, and maybe I could help you with that. I don't know. Um, 
but you do want to have a family. Okay. Okay. And so I just also just want to, there's something else you said in this, which I want to address, which is that having a fantasy and acting out of fantasy is a very different thing. And so it's not that you need to feel shame for having certain fantasies, but again, certain, once you start acting things out, they may carry price tags that you don't want, if that makes sense. Did you want to add anything or? Hi, Danny. Hello. Right, thank you for that. Um, yeah, sorry. I wasn't really exactly sure how to word it. Um, so it might have come out a little weird. So my apologies. No, it was um, good. But like for the most part, uh, from the previous, um, when you were talking with, was it Lee? Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of hit some of the, my questions as far as the where, um, and I guess like just the how and whatnot. So I guess I was just more, um, um, it's, it's more of like I'm I'm not able to find a lot of younger like girls who like want to get married necessarily or like who are exactly like mar like have marriage in their like sites. So that's why I kind of like been wanting to like lean more towards like the just lustful things, I guess. Okay. Um. And yeah, I don't know. It's just <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess I'm scared of like, like sacrificing having like, but just should I just like kind of chug forward and just kind of forget those and just focus on like uh, family and whatnot. Or, like, I just don't want to get lost in, like, the lust. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. And so you're bringing up, I'm glad you're bringing that up, because that is a price tag of living out, like, certain sexual fantasies. And actually, I have a client right now who did go down that road, who went into a swinging lifestyle. And what ended up happening was, is that he just became extremely desensitized, you know? Yeah. And ultimately found himself really disassociating during sexual acts. Okay. And so that was, that scared him. You know, that's kind of why he came to me is because he was like that. Yeah. Was, you know, it just kind of freaked him out. Um, You know, I mean, you know, penetration, obviously, you know, having intercourse, you can create a baby. So it it does carry a certain amount of weight inherently with it. And women especially can get bonded from intercourse, even with people they know aren't good for them. So in general, I mean, it's of primary importance that you're not having intercourse with people who under like the under deceptive auspices. So you don't want to have intercourse yeah. with someone where they think you're wanting a relationship and then you tell them after, oh, I don't, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you want to have casual sex, 
go for it. But, you know, just understand that the woman might get bonded and that, you know, you need to make that clear before it happens, because otherwise you're just like you're just running around hurting people, which yeah. isn't for you either. Exactly. Um, now, you oh. said you're not meeting a lot of young women who want to get married, which kind of makes me chuckle because literally all the women I talk to want to get married. So <laughs> um, it could be that you're meeting like more masculine and more independent women. And look, there's a lot of confusion um, amongst men and women these days about how they're supposed to act and what they're supposed to say. And a lot yeah. of women have been taught that, that what they need to be is independent. What they need to be is yeah. you know, strong. And unfortunately, putting that across does not allow women to receive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're going to have to find someone who's in the feminine energy who's more interested um in making a family and isn't necessarily so interested in um being strong and independent you understand yeah yeah completely um i guess then the other like thing that um one more question if that's okay yeah um so like i am I have been like I met this one girl close by and she's been like the only person like around my age or younger um that like I've met and actually like we got along and whatnot um and at first it was like a like a friends with benefits or something like mm -hmm. situation that yeah and it still is technically but I could see that she like feels a, like she wants possibly more but then at the same time like she has she was she is one of those girls or was one of those girls who kind of believed in that type of thinking that you're talking about mm -hmm. and like um so she had she was like a did maybe like a only friends thing for a little bit like she's just like kind of like lost or confused right. And um, so I'm, like, perfectly aware of that, and I've been, like, helpful to her in, like, just pointing it out to what we want. But then, like, I feel like I'm, like, letting her on, kind of, even though, like, I, like we've agreed. Like, I basically know where it's might hurt her, but I still keep hanging out with her. Okay. But I just, like, I, I don't know. And what is she saying? She's not saying anything, but I could just see it like, like you read it on her face. Or like, right, you know, right. Okay. Okay. So then, you know, stop for a while. Take a break. All right. You know, because right. <laughs> you don't want to be consciously hurting somebody. You know? Yeah. Even if they say it's okay. Uh, you know yeah. unfortunately <laughs> if you've had some kind of if you've had childhood trauma you can become addicted to pain that's one of the chapters in my book is about in my first book is about pain addiction because you can be addicted to the hormones yeah. that your body releases just like you can be addicted to you know alcohol or drugs yeah and, it's just the same high yeah so you know i think it's good to be conscious of that 
And if you're experiencing already, it's not, it's also just not good for you as a man to be hurting somebody because you want to do good. So it's kind of hurting, damaging your self-esteem a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I don't have any ground to stand on. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for sharing. I hope that helps. No, yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. You guys are so welcome. And it's always neat, you know, like you don't, it's a room of strangers. You don't think that, you know, you'll have necessarily anything in common. And then somebody opens their mouth and I started in a group and I remember in the early days, women would go up and share and like, they'd go up. I would go, Oh God, I don't think I have anything. My, our group was in person. So, and it was all women think i don't have anything in common with this person and they open their mouth and it's me you know so it's always it's always um educational okay does anybody else have a question i have a few more minutes i could take one more question um this is my one free event so if anybody wants the last few minutes you can shoot me a question either in the chat um, or raise your hand. These again are the ways. Oops, that was to Danny. Okay, sorry, Danny. Um, these are the ways that you can reach me. Um, sometimes people reach out to me just with a quick question, which is fine. If I can answer it quickly, I will do that. If not, we can set up a session. Um, those of you who are my clients know that I do my best to be available to you when you need me. So even if it's a weekend or it's at night, if I'm awake and I can help you, I will, because again, this is something that I really got frustrated with in traditional therapy. I'm having problem on Tuesday, my appointments on Friday, what, what, where the hell am I going to be by then? Um, so people reach out to me when they're in crisis frequently, if they're in the bathroom at a day on a date or they've just been kicked out of their house or whatever it is. Um, I just find that that's the best way, um, economically, energetically, it's just the most efficient. Okay. What is the best way of your work and background, your books? Um, good question, Chris. Okay. So yes, you can dive into the books. Um, like I said, I also put stuff up on Instagram and TikTok every day. There's a bunch of things on my website. Um, all these groups I've been recording as a podcast as well. So I think there's like 13 episodes of that that you can also check out. Um, so yeah, you can dive in in a number of different ways. And again, you know, doing one of these modules, this will probably be the last module one I do um, this year. I might do try to squeeze one more in, but um, if you're interested in that and you want, that's really the best way to get the foundation are those modules because we go into, we teach, I teach the books. So we go into, um, so we go into that, we go into the things in the book and then we, we directly apply to, um, Okay. We directly apply the work then to um, whatever's happening in your life. So I have a curriculum set, but it's also flexible. So it depends on the group that we have and what people are interested in. Okay. What's this? What's what from Danny? What's one way, one thing I can do to start loving myself today? Okay. 
So, Danny, I'm going to give you an assignment. This is a piece of homework. Anybody else who thinks this will be helpful, you can do this as well. And this is called setting your alignment or your subconscious. And you take a piece of paper and you can do it at night. So do it, you know, when this group ends. Split it in half. On one side, you're going to be doing all your yang activities. On one side, you're going to be doing your yin activities. What are the yang activities? Okay. So the yang activities are the things that you have to do to get your goals accomplished. So it's going to work or it's maybe it's going to the gym unless you really love that. Um, it's, you know, going to the doctor. It's your deeds that you have to do. Then the yin side are the things that you do just for pure pleasure every day. So it's maybe a yoga class or a nap. Um, you figure that out. But doing this exercise every night before you go to bed, it's kind of like the next level agenda. And what it does, it ensures that you're giving thought to your activities for the day. And all that thought is based either on respecting your thoughts, which is the yang side, right? The things you need to do you, you that you to accomplish your goals and cherishing your feelings, which is the inside. Okay. So that's the stuff like, you know, that are, that you're doing just for pure pleasure. That is, that are an end in itself. I had a, a client who just liked to organize little tchotchkes that relaxed her. So that's specific to you. But when you do, when you organize your day this way, you don't wake up in chaos every morning. Okay. It's, it's a way in which you kind of ensure. Now, sometimes you have to go off your lineman because life happens, but it's a way that you kind of ensure you're making conscious decisions. And the more that you respect your own thoughts, Danny, and that means having a thought and taking an action on it. So you had a thought that what you were doing was hurting this woman. So you're taking an action. You're not going to keep doing that. Those things will start to build your self-esteem and your self-confidence. So literally respecting your thoughts, literally cherishing your feelings. And that does take some amount of exploration. Okay, good. I'm glad that helps, Chris. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, good, Danny. Okay, yes. Okay, so Lee has a question. And I had mentioned a few weeks ago that the most successful relationships are those in which the man likes the woman a little bit more than she likes him. Now, Lee's asking, why is that the case? Um, well, I mean, part of it has to do, you know, this is something that I've observed in a practical sense. So um, I'm just telling you what I have seen in my 10 plus years now why that's the case there's i have a number of different theories you know i think part of it is because men need to do good to feel good so they actively need to be doing if they're not in love with you then they're not going to be doing a lot for you so men need to have that motivation and that needs to be strong um it's funny i did see something today that addressed it in the context of well, women do the emotional work of the relationship traditionally. They carry that spiritual energy. And so for the man to kind of meet that, um, and th then they need to be 
more in love or at least equally um what yes exactly chris said man will be driven to more to stay in the relationship exactly so you know the work of the relationship, like I said, usually falls on the woman. And so that's why it helps a little bit if the man is that extra motivated. Um, but again, these are just trends that I see in relationships. Um, and maybe it is, I think, you know, to do with that do good to feel good as opposed to the feel good to do good. If I like her more, she runs away. It's like a gamer. If I like, no. Um. Okay. Well, Lee, you're saying that that's very scripty, what you're saying. That is not um, a universal truth that if you like someone that they run away, it has to do with the women you're picking and the way you're approaching. And what happens with you sometimes is you try to seduce women with guilt. You lead with your feelings. And so women feel sad for you. That's the turnoff. It's not that you like them. It's not that you give them attention. It's that you lead with your feelings and they make, and that makes them pity you. So I hope that makes sense because that kills the chemistry. You're good at it and you get attention that way. And so it's an easy trap to fall into, but it's hurting your romantic prospects. It's fine for friendships but it's hurting your romantic prospects. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, thank you guys for coming. And again, um, you guys know where to reach out to me. Um, if I don't hear from you, I will see you all next week. If you like this group, feel free to donate on the pledge as well. Um, I do appreciate that. And I will speak to you soon. Thanks for coming.